Go. Well, you still love me if I talk like this. Corn on the cob. Podcast <laughs> is the name of the show that it would be if it was actually called that, but it's not. It's <laughs> Corn on the podcast. Hey, would you like to listen to Corn on the podcast? <laughs> no, because it's Corn on the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hi. What's your name? My name's Hugo Mold. You saying your surname? <laughs> Don't look me up on Facebook or any other social media because I won't be there. My name's George, the mystery man. Did you go to uni where your surname is? Uh, yeah, George Brighton. <laughs> Okay, so first up on Corn on the Cobcast. <laughs> I've said it wrong again. What are we going to talk about, George and Bernie? Well, today Producer is Producer a, Bernie. I think today's a K-pop themed episode, isn't it? Which is Korean pop. I think we should. I think let's start. I'll go through the K-pop facts, and then can I do mine? Wait. Oh yeah, you do the overall K-pop. Because mine are quite generalised. Whereas I think if you can be really impressive with specific cities, then uh, that will really impress okay, people. Okay, let's start. This is the podcast. Go I now. You go. Would would <laughs> would you still no. would you would you would you still love me if I? She doesn't need to keep doing it because we can't. <laughs> no, I know, but it's quite fun. <laughs> okay, so start with this is the podcast. This it's is the podcast. This. It's called this. My name's Hugo. My name's George. My name's George. My name's Hugo. Corn on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Each week we're going to have a feature. We're going to have a, a main subject. This week is K pop. Entertaining the masses. Are how... we not doing it now? I'm doing it. No, I'm not. I am. <laughs> okay, so entertaining the masses. You're going to have to edit this really heavily. I stop that bit. <laughs> Why? <'Cause... laughs> Why? <laughs> this is the problem. Because <laughs> then we go. It's about K-pop. Okay, right. should we start now? Korean start pop, now, and then you do your facts. Start now. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Con on the podcast. I'm George. That's Hugo. This is Bernie. Uh, each week we're going to talk about a different subject. This week's is K-pop. It's called Entertaining the Masses is the feature. That's the feature, yeah. Educating, sorry. <laughs> the no podcast will be entertaining, hopefully. We'll be entertaining the masses. <laughs> right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off with some facts about K-pop, if that's all right. bring people up to speed. Just to bring people up to speed. Okay. So, K-pop trivia. I've got to watch that. Although K-pop generally refers to South Korean popular music, some consider it to be an all-encompassing genre exhibiting a vast spectrum of musical and visual elements. The French Institute National de l'Audiovisual defines K-pop as a fusion of synthesised music, sharp dance routines and fashionable colourful outfits. Songs typically consist of one or a mixture of pop, Rock, hip hop, R and B, and electronic music genres. Now, much is to be said of the uh, 
management agencies in South Korea offer binding contracts to potential artists sometimes at a young age. A lot of it seems to be about marketing and how the artists present themselves. Uh, the robotic system of training is often criticised by Western media outlets. In 2012, the Wall Street Journal reported that cost of what, training one idol under SM Entertainment averaged $3 million. $3 million. What do you think about that That's amount funny. of money? What do Shall you I think about those facts, Bernie? Shall I carry on? Shall I just carry on? Uh, wait, is that all the facts? No, I've got loads more. more. Pick out a few more and maybe we'll okay. go back to some. Groups are given a name and a concept along with a marketing hook. Sometimes subunits or subgroups are formed among existing members. I've seen that happen. An example subgroup is Super Junior KRY, yeah. which consists of members <laughs> Kyun-yeon, Ryuk, and Yisung, and Super Junior M. And they're really good. Rappers including Akon, Kanye West, Ludacris, and Snoop Dogg have also featured on K-pop songs. For real? What's Not for real. <laughs> Lead singles are conventionally accompanied by choreography, which often includes a key dance move that matches the characteristics or lyrics of the song. Some, I'll, I'll give you some historical facts and then you can take it away with some other stuff, okay? Okay. I'm just going to breeze through this. This is going to be really entertaining for everyone involved. This is a history lesson in K-pop. Keep it short. It won't be. <laughs> this is going to be quite extensive. Okay. Pause now. I'm just going to keep on reading. I'm just going to keep on reading this. Okay. I've got this page and there. then this page and then I'm done, okay? <laughs> Is it dry? It's so dry. <laughs> Is that fine? Should I interject or just leave you to it? Well, what's better? I'll interject, interject if I feel like yeah. it. Okay. You don't feel the need that you have to. I'll do it too much. <laughs> Play now. The first known Korean pop album was Yi Pongjing Sewol. This tumultuous what, time... Sorry? <laughs> the Yipunjing Sewol. Yipunjing Sewol, which means. This tumultuous time. Okay. By Park Jae Sun and Lee Ryo Sek in 1925. Park Jae Sun. <laughs> the footballer. And. Ryo Sek. Uh, I'm not sick. Which no. contain popular songs translated from Japanese. The first pop song written by a Korean p- composer is thought to be Nakwas Yusu. Fallen Blossoms on Running Water, (laughs) sung by Lee Yong-suk in 1929. In the 1960s, the development of LP records and improvements in recording technology led to the pursuit of diverse voice tones. They're a dance group. Called the Voice Tones. Diversity, isn't it? The South Korean economy started blooming much like Fallen Blossoms on Running Water. And is that written down? Or did you add I had libbed that. I that. Korean cinema also began to develop Korean musicians beginning to perform wider audiences. <laughs> when Beatlemania <laughs> reached the shores of Korea, the first local rock bands appeared, the first of which is said to be Ad 4, the band founded in 1962. Right, this is my last two facts, okay? Okay. Are you ready for them? One of the leading figures of the era was Han Dae-soo, who was raised in the United States and influenced by Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen and John Lennon. In the 1970s, DJs also started to become popular. Excellent. That's, that's me done. That's it? Yeah. Well, I've got more. If you want more, I can do more. I know, it's fine. What would you call... If you were going to start a Korean Beatles <laughs> tribute band, what would yeah. you call it? Um, oh! 
That's a great fact. And back to Bernie <laughs> with... I've just spilt some wine all over my bed. We're all sat on a bed, by the way. It's three of us in a bed. George, producer Bernie, and me. Hi. Cool. So we didn't think of any names. So, <laughs> so we'll, that we'll move on. But what we do have... So who who's the biggest K-pop band that you know? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. Well, it's got to be BTS. Have you got any facts about BTS? I sure do, yeah. So I consulted with an expert on this, and she's given me all sorts of facts, most of which I already knew, but I've written them down just in case I forget. <laughs> so BTS, first things first, what does it stand for? Any guesses? Bring the sound. No. Back to school. No, although that's one of their album titles. That's why I thought that's what it stood for. It's actually Bang Tan Song Yodan, which means in, in Korean. Bulletproof Boys. Okay. Um, but they've Bulletproof actually updated. Bulletproof Boys is a better name than BTS. Yeah, but it's not Korean, is it? Well, half their songs really. Although, actually, that's a very good point, and I will get back to that later. So, let me just have a look through my brain, and I will read out a fact relating to that in oh. a second. Oh, right, Carry right. on. Okay, but they've actually updated what their name means recently to Beyond the Scene. You can't do that. They've done it. Beyond the Scene. How does anyone know what to search for in Spotify? I think you just put BTS. Okay. Um, so the the new name still has the the acronym or whatever it is? Yeah, it's the same acronym. But it's a different wording. Yeah, a different, totally different words and in English. The 1990s were also a successful period for underground music clubs and rock bands such as Crying Nut. <laughs> as, carry on. Sorry. I've not heard of Crying Nut. Um, so I'm going to go into some detail about each member of BTS. There are seven of them. Okay. I know what you're asking. Who's most people's favourite? <laughs> Hang on. Who's most people's favourite? At Young Cook. What? Does he... Is he a chef? <laughs> He won Junior Master Chef. Oh, fair enough. Cook. What did he make? He made a delicious, delicious quiche. So Young Cook is most people's favourite, but Jin, Why of is course, he most is the most favorite? handsome one. Well, I'll get to that because I've got all sorts of facts. Okay, You're making this easy. <laughs> Jin's the most handsome one. The fandom. So you get this with American apps as well. Taylor Swift's fandom are called... Swifties. Swifties. Um, Lady Gaga's are called... The Gargonauts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Monsters. Gargonauts. Or little, little Monsters. Or something, something like that, yeah. Uh, BTS fandom are called Army. It's good, isn't it? Why is that, what's that got to do with Bullet Boys? Because they're like... Oh, they're the Army, yeah. They have military service in Korea as well. So I guess that's relevant. Yeah, I'm going to go on to more into more detail about Jin, the most handsome one. His dad is a big CEO in Korea. What company? I do not know. Make one up. Um, Shamsung. And Jin initially used his monthly allowance from his family to fund the band before they got big. Uh, their new album "Love Yourself" is out in September, so uh, get that on your Christmas list. Uh, Wings, Chicken. Never Walk Alone, School Love Affair, Dark and Wild, 
Are you rule eight two? Are you late to? Too cool for school. Youth. Wake up. The most beautiful moment in life. Wake up again. That's their entire discography. <laughs> excluding Love Yourself. Hey, how often are they releasing albums? Fairly regularly. How old are they? Well, <laughs> it's a whole different thing. I think the oldest guy is like 27. The oldest one is Sugar. Or oh, somewhere in my brain, but I just need to scroll down to it. Uh, Sugar. <laughs> yeah. Who is Sugar's pretty good. He can do almost everything. He can go in a cup of tea or coffee. He can. Feed into a horse. Sugar is threatening to sue Big Hit, which is the record label, because they keep making Dye's hair. I've got that as well. Have you? In my brain, yeah. Excellent. Because it's, it's starting to fall out. Um, Rap Monster. He's the leader of the band. Uh, unlike the rest of the band, Jim. Not Jim, it's Jim. Jim <laughs> <laughs> had no background in dance and music. He was called in due to his wonderful face. So that's where it really helped catch up. And as we've already said, he's the most handsome. Now he's really good at high notes. So it's not all bad. Uh, Sugar was only expecting to rap and make music. He dreamed of producing music, but he was tricked into being part of a band. <laughs> he had to dye his hair. He had to get piercings, etc. And do uh, agu, which is cute stuff with fans. Little peace signs and photos and such. Oh, there's actually a word for that. Yeah, it's uh, ego. Although he's now produced and written many songs for BTS. I know what his he... will. <laughs> Possibly, with different coloured hair each time. I know what you're thinking. What affectionate nicknames do they have for Sugar? <laughs> he's actually known as Grandpa Youngie because he's very lazy. Uh, he does a lot of work, perhaps too much. That seems that... quite contradictory, though. Yeah. If Maybe he's very he's lazy. Tired but... when he gets back, you know. <laughs> from doing too much up. work. Um, he's perfect, and me and Mary can't play anything wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the opinion of your expert? You... Uh, that's my opinion. And <laughs> Who's Mary? You can't say... Uh, Mary is uh, one of my friends. So, <laughs> Rap Monster had a weird phase with his hair, and he wore sunglasses all the time until he got the right hair. Uh, in one, f- <laughs> in one <laughs> fan signing, he was asked to take his sunglasses off, but he refused. I said that um, Avril Lavigne signing, where she refused to touch anyone. So all the photos of her, like, like, two feet away from her fans, smiling awkwardly. Hmm. It is like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a similar problem. The hair was not quite right. Um, yes, I didn't. I don't quite get that. He wore sunglasses to cover up his hairstyle. Uh, <laughs> he could have worn a hat. Continuing really. with Rat Monster, he made his own mixtape. As did Sugar. Uh, it's about his depression. And he's actually obsessed with a character called Ryan, who is a, I think he's a cartoon character, anime character, maybe. Uh, his cat does not like him. And that's Rat Monster, not Ryan. Um, next member. <laughs> oh my god. So J Hope is the lead dancer. But he's not the leader because that's Rat Monster. Uh, and he does some of the choreography. He also raps, he's a bit of a scaredy cat. Uh, he's the only man without any piercings. <laughs> N- no piercings at all. 
uh, Rap Monster taught himself how to speak English. Now he's fluent. His IQ is 148. That's probably why he's the leader. <laughs> uh, is this factual? That's factual. His IQ is one. Uh, fact check that one. He's very, very clever. Surely you fact checked all of these facts. Yeah. Well, the, the facts. <laughs> check that. But that one's true. Um, <laughs> v is the alien. Uh, he's the weirdest person ever, but he's very cute. <laughs> he's good at dancing and singing, and he likes to rap, but the other members laugh at him when he does. Uh, should have found it embarrassing. <laughs> so for most of him, it's kind of, oh, it's funny, he, uh, V's rapping, but Sugar is, like, really embarrassed. I think he's a, he's a bit big for his boots, Sugar. Um, but yeah, that's what happens when he's so perfect. There's a point where, this is V, there's a point where he had his hair dyed white, and he looked like Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul. It's another anime. Uh, he acts like a little kid, plays a lot, but he has a really deep voice. <laughs> Actually, the second deepest voice in the band after Sugar. On to Jimin. What band is this? This is BTS. Is this still BTS? <laughs> it's still BTS. Uh, it's beyond the scene. Uh, next member, Jimin. Uh, he's known as a little small mochi, which is a squishy <laughs> sweet rice cake. He went to dance and performing school, did modern hip-hop and various other dances. Just caught the eye of Big Hit, that's the record label. Uh, he went to school with V, he was very nice to him after, uh, after he transferred there. He's one of the main singers and dancers. He always says to Jungkook that he's always copying him. So Jimin was born, Jungkook was born, Jimin moved to Busan, then Jungkook moved to Busan. <laughs> Jimin went to school, then Jungkook went to school, etc. Uh, Jimin featured in Sugar's mixtape, the only other member to do so, other than Sugar himself. You and Mary must be really big fans. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's clear. Uh, we're still on... Oh, we're back to Jungkook, actually. He's the youngest, which makes him the cheekiest. <laughs> uh, he doesn't address the others in respectful and traditional ways, uh, that one should respect his elders in Korea. He's the lead singer and dancer, but not the leader. That's but I rap thought monster. there was someone else who was the lead dancer. Uh, there's actually more than one lead dancer. <laughs> there are three lead dancers of the seven members. That's my next fact, so very well prompted. Uh, Junker went to school once a year, because when they started the band, he was 16 or 17. Not quite sure on that one. Uh, he once went for this welcome ceremony. Sorry, I messed this one up. <laughs> Uh, he he went to school once for his welcome ceremony and then again for his graduation ceremony. In between, he was just like touring, living it up with the guys, playing pranks and stuff, I assume. Uh, when they were just beginning the music, all the members were stressed and busy. Junkrat didn't know what to do, so he tried to make them happy, calm them down, which is quite nice. Uh, but he was really shy. And he'd wait for this to go to bed before he'd shower. And it's probably a tiny wiener. So I hope that that is kind of a good overview of BTS or Beyond the Scene, previously known as Bangtan Song Yudan, which means Bulletproof Boys. Uh, just going back to your previous point, I've got another fact uh, about the change of name. Uh, in 1995, the percentage of song titles using English in the top 50 charts was 8%. This fluctuated between 30% in 2000, 18% in 2005, and 44% in 2010. Uh, similarly, ooh, similarly, increasing numbers of K-pop bands used English names rather than Korean ones. 
So I think it was more just like to improve the marketing, made them more, more widespread. Hence the change to Beyonce. I think that's why they, they became beyond the scene. And Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. What was she what was she before? Beyond the scene. Beyonce. Be- sure beyond the sea. <laughs> and she was uh she was called A B before, but she changed her name to Beyond the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BTS topped the uh, Billboard charts recently, which annoyed a lot of kind of Swifties and little monsters. Yeah, didn't they won like a Teen Choice Award? Yeah, ahead of and the army were like, "Yo, respect them because they." As in the actual army, or yeah. <laughs> the actual army, they were like, "Look, these guys are they're representing boys." So, what are you going to throw at them? <laughs> Not a grenade. Or a bullet, grenade, probably not no. a bullet, maybe a grenade, not a bullet. It's a bulletproof. Just don't shoot the one with no piercings, you want to keep it that way. <laughs> so we've got, we've got another K-pop related feature, haven't we? I don't know if we're a bit K-pop heavy, but... I think, it's, well, it's, it's all about K-pop, isn't it? Because we've got some actual, just to let you know, fans, we've got uh, some actual pop, K-pop, that we're going to be testing later. That's, that's Korean that's... pop drinks. So that's um, gonna... so we've got four flavours. We're each going to try one, give it a little review. We've also got another Hugo who might try the fourth one if we can coax him into it. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do that, but we're going to do the other bit first, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's that? I think we're going to do the Korean song lyrics, aren't we? Okay, so have you... So basically, I, we've, we've prepared some lyrics uh, or poetry and we're going to read them all out alongside and one of the three things one of the three poems is going to be a k-pop song and if you ring in next week and just guess which one is the k-pop song best no, basically. i thought bernie might guess that or bernie could guess so don't it's don't ring in actually because you'll you'll waste and if you're on top up credit you might waste your minutes so. okay um and i think how are we going to hide it? Because I'm clearly going to be reading the one that I wrote from my phone. Well, why don't we well, change? Why don't we? Eyes. Why don't we all? Why don't we all just read one and then no one will know? Okay. We'll yeah, Bernie, take... you, you can close your eyes, Bernie. Okay, we sorted. Okay, where's um, your one? I'm going to read my one now. Or <laughs> <laughs> are you actually? No. Um, so I'm going to go with a poem called Butterfly. Don't think about anything. Don't even speak. Please, just smile for me. I still can't believe it. Everything feels like a dream. Don't try to disappear. Is it true? Is it true? You, you, so beautiful, so terrifying, untrue, untrue. You, you, you. Be by my side, will you promise me? If I touch you, I'm afraid you'd fly away or break. I'm afraid, afraid, afraid. I want to stop time when this moment is done. Would it be like a fantasy? Would I forget you? I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Butterfly, like a butterfly. Almost butterfly. Butterfly like. Butterfly like a butterfly. Almost butterfly. Boo, butterfly like. You're like a butterfly. I stare at you from afar. If I touch, will I lose you? This mud like. Night, you light it up, a little gesture, and I suddenly forget about reality. <laughs> You're like stroking wind. You're like a softly lying dust. You're there, but I can't reach you. Stop! You're like a dream to me. Butterfly, high. Untrue, untrue. You, you, you. Be by my side, will you promise me? If I touch you, I'm afraid you'd flay away or break. I'm afraid, afraid, afraid. I want to stop time. When this moment is done, would it be like a fantasy? Would I forget you? I'm afraid, afraid, afraid. 
Beautiful. So, Do I have to say now whether I no, think... No, keep your eyes closed. Oh, okay. Keep your eyes closed. I need to do unlock it with mine. An ant on the underground. An ant on the underground. A little human in the universe, perspectively no bigger than a pound. Going to work dressed in black, <laughs> carrying my big briefcase sack. The other ants hurry past. I don't want to be late for work. That would make me last. Others push, push past. Mind the crack. This city is much less fun than the countryside. There is no brack. Um. <laughs> Imagine how difficult commuting would be if my leg was in a cast. Imagine if there was no work, only having a blast. Vegetables. <laughs> no times tables. Eating grass all day. What a bug's life. But on my way to work... <laughs> There is only strife. An ant on the underground. An ant on the underground. A little human in the universe. Perspectively no bigger than a pound. And that was called? An ant on the underground. Okay. Ant in the underground. Um, so that was number two. Remember that. And this is number three. Spilling wine everywhere. Uh, it's called Marry Me. Girl, you make me want to dance. Every time I see you, I go into romantic twirls. You are the one I fancy. So come over here and watch my little dancing. Break it down now. Step one, put your hands up in the air. Bring them back like fingers through my hair. Step two, rotate those hips. Then show off your triceps, those products of dips. Step three, there is no step three. Repeat step one and two with me. When I think... <laughs> When I think of you, I lose control. I feel my body start to roll. Not like a roly-poly, no. More like a snake man in full flow. Drum, synth. Drums, drum, synth. I want to see your body up on a plinth. Not in a weird way. You are alive. And I'm below watching. Watching you drive me crazy, crazy. Why won't you be my baby? I don't want another girl to be my lady. I don't want another girl to make my gravy. We're proposing right now. Feel too hasty. Marry me, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> to Bernie for the decision. Is okay. it one, two, or three? Is what the K-pop song or the... Uh... Which is the K-pop song? <laughs> Say, um, number one is the K-pop song. Oh, it was a close. I don't know. We'll just review. What was that one? Which one was number one? Uh, the Butterfly. Butterfly, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, do you want to do the reveal? The big reveal? And... Uh, yes, the K-pop song was actually Butterfly, which was by BTS. Which was a happy way, coincidence. Partway through, I thought that was a poem written by one of you, but then when I heard the other two, I thought, no, it must have been that one. Okay, and so who do you think wrote which poem? Um, I think you each wrote the ones that you read out. Yeah, correct. Correct, yeah. Gotta be. And uh, finally, which one did you prefer of the three? <laughs> Um, I quite like the uh, the ant one. Oh, yeah, that was written by uh, Hugo. <laughs> uh, I've got a website, hugomoorpoetry.co.uk. Uh, thanks. And that's 31 minutes 50. I need to edit out the last 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up next? Well, so we could go... I mean, if we're going to keep with the K-pop, <laughs> we could actually have the K-pop. Are we finishing on that? Um, we'll finish with the K-pop. Well, one of the bits is we have to make up a story for 30 seconds. You have a minute to make up a story. 
what you're saying for a minute or you wait. You have you, you talk. You have a minute to 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 just talk and make a story, and it has to finish. Do we give each other a theme for the story? Yeah, we can do that. I'd like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready? You back in? We're back in, yeah. Right, so that was uh, the K-pop poetry section slash songwriting lyric challenge. One of our favourite sections so far. Uh, just in case George edits out the other bit, my poem was selected as favourite, so now has to edit twice. Um, so... I think next we're going to do impromptu storytelling. And so what happens here is we're going to give each other a theme and the other person has to uh, come up with a story in a minute of the given theme. And it doesn't have to be funny. It could be sad. It could be romantic. It can be tragic. It could be whatever you like. So, George, do you want to go first or should we flip a coin? Let's flip a coin. Do you have a coin? Heads or tails? Um, Heads. Sorry. It's heads. Heads, so you get to choose. I think uh, you go first. Okay. I'll, I'll pick a theme for you. Go for it. So, my theme is... Bernie on the stopwatch. Okay. Get, get ready, Bernie. Uh, my theme is the depths of the ocean. Let me know when. You've got one minute. One minute. It's a long time for silence. Silence? I'm here. No, not going to think of this. Oh, story. I thought you wanted talk, to think. She started timing already. <laughs> okay. Put, okay. Right, ready, go. The ocean is very deep. Uh, there's many things that live at the bottom of the ocean, but we're not going to start there. This this story starts at the top of the ocean, and we're going to work our way down. The ocean was created many moons ago by the moon, and there's actually a massive invisible uh, loop that pulls on the ocean and people think that it's tied, but it's not. It's actually a massive, massive hula hoop that's round the moon's belly. And <laughs> when the moon exercises and when it squats and raises and falls, then so does the ocean move. But the bottom of the ocean is different. Because the octopus live there and they pull the other way. And that's why there's waves. Waves are made when octopuses pull against the big rubber dinghy hoop that the moon wears around its belly. And the starfish once said to the octopus, you're so brave. And that's the end of the story. Always be brave. Depths of the ocean there. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's uh, good. Can I rate it out of time? Yeah, go for it. I think the story was very good, but it didn't go with the theme. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay, come down with me. Bernie? Um, actually, yeah, I, I would I'd give it an 8, but you lose points because it wasn't so much the depths of the ocean. Just more the ocean in general. I can take that as constructive it criticism. Was moon, wasn't it? Next. You, didn't, you didn't quite follow the brief. Yeah, next week I'll, I'll learn to follow the... Okay. All right. So, George, you're up next. Can we have a, a minute on the clock? Uh, your topic is actually going to be—it's going to be related to this, to the theme of the podcast. It's going to be being in a K-pop band. What? What's it? The theme is what's it like to be in a K-pop band? Give us a day, a day in the life. Okay. Go. Uh, so my name is actually Hukwan, uh, and I'm in a K-pop band called We Are the Boys. Um, it used to be in Korean, but we changed that because the Americans didn't like it. Um, <laughs> so first thing in the morning, I'd, I'd get up, I'd have some uh, Lucky Charms, 
Um, we actually call them Loki Charmers in Korea. I'd pour in the milk. I would uh, eat it spoonful by spoonful. I clean my teeth. Got to get those bits out for the photos with the fans. Or the ego, as I call them. Um, I'd go to the tattoo and piercing shop. I would have probably two tattoos each morning and an additional piercing in my left ear. I've now got six piercings in my left ear. And um, I've got 16 tattoos. Each of them concentric rings around my belly button. Um, I know you're going to try and stop me there. That is the end of your minute. I've not gone past 9.30. Exactly. So, 9.35, (laughs) I leave the shop. No, that's your time. Another concentric circle on my belly. I'm hoping that when archaeologists find me, they'll count the rings and realise that I'm... Will your flesh be there? 25 years old. Excuse me? Yeah? It goes all the way through, like a stick of rock. Um, you really put me off. Sorry, sorry, carry on. What have I told <laughs> told you about this? So, I'd, I'd, I'd pop into um, Madame J. Corn's clothing shop, and everyone knows, I mean, most of the fans know, or you call them fans, I call them my geese, my little geese always honking at me, honk, honk, back to you guys, peace and love, I'd go to the shop... And I would have a, a new personal personalised hat made. <laughs> and I actually have my hats made in a very specific way. Um, an enormous candle will have been lit about five minutes prior to my arrival. So you'll have a nice layer of melted wax atop the candle. I will dip my hair, scalp first, into the molten wax. I'll pick up that layer on my head. I'll let it solidify. I'll re-dip. I'll continue to let it solidify and read it until I've got a hat that's probably around three inches thick. And then you wear sunglasses to hide your hair. I don't wear sunglasses because I have beautiful, beautiful electric blue eyes, uh, which my manager says will take me far. Um, An assortment of feathers will be arranged in the top layer of wax. That's... I uh, gave rise to the nickname Feather Top by some of the other band members, which, although some people might think it's a slight, I take it as a compliment. I do indeed have feathers on my top, and there's no disputing that. So now it's lunchtime. Where does a guy like me go for lunch? Well, <laughs> this is going to surprise you. I will actually don civilian clothing, and I will go to my local McDonald's. And I will have just fries, fries, fries. I'll go, you'd think I would order large fries and as many of them as I wanted, but I'll go medium (laughs) and I will order more boxes. Because you might not know this about me, but I collect the boxes. I want to build, I want to build a robot man out of these boxes. And the medium boxes are only slightly smaller. So for the extra boxes you get, you can really get some length on those robot arms. Um, I do scrape off the salt before I eat each fry because you've got to look after yourself. I 
Um, I'm at an eight pack, but I'm hoping to upgrade to a ten pack, sort of twelve pack in the next eighteen months. Um, and after McDonald's, I sort of sit and rest for half an hour before my judo lesson. And it's important <laughs> that I sort of really get into judo so I can throw down some great <laughs> lyrics in the studio. That's just a joke through there. I don't judo. I do not play judo. But I do throw down the lyrics, the beats, the moves, and indeed the grooves. I went to an art college and I like to pop in there most afternoons around K-pop. 2 p.m. And, and I like to just see the, see the current students and show so what success looks like. You too could be like me. The band. Yeah. You, you two could indeed be like me if they were willing to use a little bit of wax and feathers. <clears throat> Although to this day they are reluctant and have not returned one of my letters. Um, so I think I was just outside <laughs> the limit there. Yeah, you're just, just after one minute. Which gives me bonus points. Yeah. <laughs> Brief. Fulfilled the brief? Uh, no, because I only got to the afternoon. Yeah, so you got a four out of ten. Excuse me? Uh, you did not fulfill the brief. Excuse me. At all. I'm going to fill my brief in a second. <laughs> wow, four out of ten. Okay. I would, I would probably give you a, a six out of ten because, again, you overran. I mean, if I was dock points for, for not sticking to the theme, at least I was in the constraints of the time limit. But I think that you stuck to the theme and beyond. I felt like I was actually with the K pop star. Okay. So if you if that was a minute, that would have been a ten, is what I'm saying, but do you get what I mean? I, I get what you mean. I don't want to hurt your feelings in that I thought that was So six, yeah. That was just a, a it was like a mer- a ten on merit. That's okay. It was a ten for me to get a six for that. <laughs> It was four. It was. So that's it. They add up to so ten. A ten. Yeah, you get a ten out of ten. Um, so what's next? Do we have anything? Uh, we got some jokes coming up. I think in the advert break. So we'll just pause here. Pause. pause. Right, are you ready? Jokes. What do you call a piece of stationery blocking out a piece of paper? Blocking it out. A paper eclipse. What do you get if you cross a triangle with all angles less than 90 degrees with a vegetable? A cucumber. What happens if you fall down a well? You drown. (laughs) Does anyone have any really long jokes that do not have punchlines? You mean like Adam Sandler movies? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're my jokes. That's the jokes. Yeah. I made those up. Copyright, you can pull of them. Yeah. Is this one yours as well? My yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this man. It's, it's almost more interesting to just know the title without the rest of it. So Should there I was mean... this man in Bulgaria who drove trains for a living. Do you want one of those next? I think I've heard this one. Have you? Oh, well, it's interesting if you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I Should I read the other one then? No, read, read this one. Okay. I like the ending. Okay. So there was this man in Bulgaria who drove trains for a living. 
He loved his job. Driving a train had been his dream ever since he was a child. He loved to make the train go as fast as possible. Unfortunately, one day he was a little too reckless and caused a crash. He made it out, but a single person died. Well, needless to say, he went to court over this incident. He was found guilty and was sentenced to death by electrocution. When the day of the execution came, he requested a single banana as his last meal. After eating the banana, he was strapped into the electric chair. The switch was flown, sparks flew and smoke filled the air, but nothing happened. The man was perfectly fine. Well, at the time there was an old Bulgarian law that said a failed execution was a sign of divine intervention, so the man was allowed to go free. Somehow, he managed to get his old job back driving the train. Having not learned his lesson at all, he went back to driving the train with reckless abandon. <laughs> Once again, he caused the train to crash, this time killing two people. The trial went much the same as the first, resulting in the sentence of execution. For his final meal, the man requested two bananas. After eating the bananas, he was strapped into the electric chair. The switch was thrown, sparks flew, smoke filled the room. The man was once again unharmed. Well, <laughs> this of course meant that he was free to go. And once again, he somehow managed to get his old job back. To what should have been the surprise of no one, guess what happened? He crashed yet another train and killed three people. And so he once again found himself being sentenced to death. On the day of his execution, he requested his final meal. Three bananas. You know what? No, said the executioner. I've had it with you and your stupid bananas. I'm walking out of here unharmed. I'm going to give you nothing to eat. We're strapping you in and doing this now. Well, it was against protocol, but the man was strapped into the electric chair without a last meal. The switch was pulled. Sparks flew. Smoke filled the room and the man was still unharmed. The executioner was speechless. The man looked at the executioner and said, Oh, the bananas had nothing to do with it. I'm just a bad conductor. Immediate issue with that. Go on. A conductor doesn't drive the train. <laughs> I've just realised that. So I think that wraps up that segment of jokes. K-pop! <laughs> oh, he's going to fight. That was a surprise for us all. Did not know that was coming. Real reaction. So let's go into the fizzy pop challenge. Do we, get, do we recruit Hugo or are we just going to keep it confined to these four walls and bed? I think we recruit Hugo for this bit if we can. Okay, pause. There's four drinks. Is this inclined to acquiesce to our request? Is asleep. Oh, okay. We're going again now. Unpause. Uh, you do might we have hear... To drink all of it? No, just a sip and then we'll review. Okay. You might hear an increase in the noise because it's ever so hot. And we put the fan on high. Maybe we should just put that over there. This over here. For later when you're staying around, uh, if you put the door stop underneath the door, it stops the wind channel so the door doesn't slam. That's actually my favourite channel. So we've got four choices of drink. What's this one called? It's a corn silk drink. Uh, it says stay healthy and refreshed in daily life. And that's all we can read on there. Uh, we've got Sangaria. Again, no... Ooh, Ramu bottle. Carbonated drink. It's blue. Uh, there's no other info. We have... Oh, this is Japanese. That was Japanese. Well, 
That's Herbal. a shame. That is a shame. And finally, not not finally, we have something called Veggie Mill. It's sort of. I don't know if there's such thing as an off grey, but I think this is off grey. Uh, Shikai rice punch. Shit guy. <laughs> Shikai for a shit guy. Swear bomb. And then we've also got another drink, which is a Coca-Cola classic, which uh, none of us have tried before, so we're looking forward to all of these drinks. Uh, which one should we start with? So you have to shake the Shikai before serving, so I'll give this a shake while you select another drink. Uh, so I'm going to try the veggie meal. What are you going to go for, Bernie, to start with? Uh, I'll have the blue uh, Ramu bottle. Okay. And right. I'm going to go for the Shikai rice punch. That was the sound of the sangria popping. Sangria. I think sangria is just like brand. Like I think so. Yeah, I think. Well, it smells nice. My, so, mine. I don't like the smell of mine. If I'm honest. Okay, so you don't take your taste yet. Let's go round and describe the smell. Bernie, you go first. Mine. If you've ever had any other kind of Japanese or Korean confection, this smells like that. Okay. Like a bubblegumish type smell. Okay, so I'm gonna smell mine now. It smells like gone off dry roasted peanuts that someone has farted on. Okay, sounds good. Can I smell? I'll confirm. Yeah, I can confirm. Mine smells a bit like Horlicks. You know the smell of Horlicks. Oh, Horlicks. Right, should we give a taste test? Chin chin. Chin chin. Cheers. Benny? Immediate thoughts. Very sweet. It's not unpleasant, but I don't think I could drink the whole thing. It's like very it's a big bottle as well, isn't it? It's a big bottle, yeah. Very sickly. Uh, so mine tastes exactly as it smells, but if you <laughs> added a bit of earth as well. So <laughs> <laughs> mine isn't unpleasant. It's quite, uh, it's quite sweet. It feels like I don't know. Maybe it's been strained through a dirty implement. But otherwise, I'm not displeased. I think we'll get get a photo of each of these drinks up on our on our Instagram, Instagram slash, slash blog slash, slash, slash Twitter, Twitter slash, slash YouTube slash dot com dot gov dot uk dot Thank you for thanks. listening. That was our first episode of corn on the podcast i really hope none of this is edited and it was really great fun doing it so thanks for doing it with us guys uh thanks for coming along on the ride yeah like rides if you've got any suggestions for themes for educating the masses or if you have any constructive criticism if you'd like to guess before you uh finish the rest of the podcast what whose poem was who etc then just get in touch (laughs) 